0: We began this Lent on Ash Wednesday, as we always do, by hearing the Gospel. which speaks about prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving are those three areas that kind of form, or should form, the program of our Lenten observance. And those three areas are meant to um, heal us or uh, purify us in the area of our, you know, uh, bodily uh, loves, if you will. That's regard to fasting. In regards to our possessions, that's regards to almsgiving. In regards to our own willfulness, which is what prayer seeks to remedy as well. And in that gospel, um, that speaks about the tendency to do prayer, fasting, and almsgiving for an impure motive, not for purposes Uh, which help to heal us interiorly and order us rightly to God, but rather to do those for impure motives which seeks to gain our own, where we seek our own affirmation, our own honor. It's where our Lord warns about this. And here today's gospel kind of picks up that theme again um, with another concrete example from the Pharisees who are the ones who seek their own glory, their own affirmation. And this is exactly what we have in this gospel passage. By the way, who are the Pharisees again? The Pharisees, the word Pharisee itself, comes from the word to be separate or separated ones. And who were the Pharisees trying to separate themselves from? They were trying to separate themselves from the Gentiles, from those who they deemed as unclean because they, they believed and they strove for this type of, like, ritual purity. They were really seeking an external observance of purity and not really seeking an internal um, internal purity. That's what Jesus called them out for. You are clean on the outside, but inside is a bunch of filth, dead man's bones. You're, you're a whitewashed tomb. And again, this this points to the Pharisees' tendencies towards the the outward observance of Moses' law, striving after this kind of ritual purity, um, while at the same time not really ordering their hearts rightly towards God. And this is why they were not able to be open to the revelation of Jesus, to, to the revelation of God through Jesus. What their main sin was, was yes, hypocrisy, yes, that. Yes, disobedience, yes. But at the core of that is the capital sin called vainglory. That's what the problem of the Pharisees was. And what is glory, though? What is glory? I want to turn to St. Thomas Aquinas here for this. So, glory when he analyzes it in the Summa, he says glory is the good of a person coming to the notice and approval of many people. So again, glory is the good of a person coming to the notice and approval of many people. It's not wrong for us to be honored. You know, honor is kind of involved with this. It's not wrong for someone to notice something good about us, or maybe something, a talent we have, or something that we've done well, and to be honored for that, to be praised for that. Actually, we need that as human beings. It's a type of affirmation that we receive that that helps us to feel our own goodness, and to give us a kind of a confidence or security in, in knowing ourselves and knowing our gifts and talents and the good that we possess. Glory becomes disordered if you will when we seek glory for our own self. Right? It, you know, glory in other words when we receive glory, what do we do with it? Well, we should order it rightly, meaning we should desire glory, right? It's not wrong to desire glory, but we need to desire it in the right way. Meaning if if I receive a compliment, I want to order it to God's glory recognizing that God is the author of any good that I have in my being, any gifts that I have, any good things that I do. And so, you know, somebody compliments me, I'll well, praise God. Because in in humble truth, I know that God is the one who helps me to do something well. Right? That's rightly ordered glory. Or maybe I want to be recognized because in In recognition of something good that I do, that gives a good example to somebody else, right? Jesus himself says, what? Let your light shine before others. That what? That they may see your good works and do what? Give glory to God the Father. You see, God delights when uh, his good, God loves it when his goodness is manifest through his people. It, 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 it glorifies him because it manifests his goodness. And God loves to manifest his goodness through his creation. But again, glory becomes vain when we waste it, if you will, on our own self-aggrandizement. Look at me. <laughs> I'm so good, right? And you kind of like, oh, stop it, stop it. Please stop. Don't stop. You know, it's like people... You know, for ego building, and to to uh, really this self kind of self affirmation, people can turn to vain glory, and this is what happens to the Pharisees. And when you're into your own self like that, and you want your own you want your own glory, you want you this recognition and fame in one sense, then again it, that that's what leads to kind of like this disobedience or obstinacy to an authority that's greater than you ultimately which is god and that's what the pharisees suffered from that's why they kind of gave jesus the heisman right and by the way a good example sometimes we see this on tv when we watch sports especially when we watch football you see oftentimes when football players are praised for their performance during a game many of them sometimes and sometimes to the shock of us to to me at least it's you know it's like I just want to start and give all glory to God, right? That's very edifying to see, very edifying to see. So anyway, the remedy to this is humility. That's why Jesus says, the greatest among you must be your servant, right? So, you know, it's in once as Jesus is saying, yeah, recognize you might um, possess gifts and talents that put you on a different level than other people. And you might be given in a position of authority that might put you on a level than other people, but recognize that that, quote, greatness is meant for you, it's a responsibility for you to serve, not to lord it over or to look at me, oh, you know, tell me how great I am. You know, that's not what it's about. And this is why he says, whoever exalts himself, in the end, whoever exalts himself, whoever is full of himself, will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. All of us can take these words and incorporate them into our hearts. Pray for the gift of humility this Lent. And let's all pray for the ability to have a pure intention for what we do. In that way, you know, there's nothing like being purified. Being purified is hard. That's why Lent's not easy. But oh boy, I'll I'll quote... (laughs) You know, sometimes I do this. Sometimes I'll quote secular music to make a point. I'm going to do that now. But when when we're purified, we experience freedom. And in that way, it hurts so good, right? The song, Hurts So Good. You know, this is kind of what Lent is about. Uh, It's a time of hurting, being purified, right? But that leads to the good, right? To our ability to be ordered to God, to receive his goodness more, and to experience his freedom as his children this is what we all desire. May we continue to pursue this in our Lenten observances.
1: Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org.